I know that this one's going to get all the diet zealots riled up. We're talking about carnivore diet versus vegan diet. Are either of these actually good for you? And are either of these actually good in the long term? What are the pros and cons of each of them? What actually is the best diet for you to follow? I'm going to be answering all these questions in this video right now. Let's get to it. What's happening fam? Welcome back to the Jared and James channel. I'm Jared Weiss and if you guys didn't know that must mean that you're not subscribed to the channel so you know what to do. Smash that subscribe button, be sure to leave a like, drop a comment, let me know what you guys think of this video. Follow me on every platform I post regularly everywhere, so check out my content everywhere wherever you guys listen to content, I'm there. And so as you guys already know, from the title as well as the intro, we're going to be talking about the carnivore diet and comparing it to the vegan diet and seeing whether either of these are actually good for you, what basis they have, the pros and cons of each of them, and then we're going to close it up by talking about what diet you should actually be following. First off, we're going to start with the pros and cons of the carnivore diet. Pro number one. Meat when raised properly, so when cows are raised properly, when chickens are pasture raised, when they're allowed to graze on the farm, and when they're fed their natural diets, the meat that comes from them is going to be super beneficial. It's going to be full of vitamins, full of minerals, full of protein, full of healthy cholesterol, full of healthy omega-3 fatty acids in their right ratios. Moreover, these healthy fats are going to be great for your hormones because in spite of what you may have been told at one point or another, fat when it comes from the right sources is actually very beneficial for your body and your body needs it. Fat doesn't make you fat. That's a myth. It's a lie. And talking about myths when it comes to nutrition. Biochemist named Ansel Keys published a study that compared heart disease and fat consumption in a half dozen countries. The more fat, the more heart disease. Just one little problem. Keys left out countries where people eat a lot of fat but have very little heart disease. He also left out countries where people don't eat much fat but do have a lot of heart disease. He threw out the data that didn't fit and published his results. Keys became known as the father of the lipid hypothesis, which says that eating saturated fat raises the cholesterol in your blood and high cholesterol in your blood clogs your arteries and causes heart disease. The whole cholesterol being bad for you and causing heart disease is actually a myth that was promoted by Ansel Keys and this led to the idea of putting people on statins which have tons of side effects and this actually ends up leading to more heart issues and when you don't actually eat cholesterol your body needs other ways to make it because cholesterol plays a major factor in brain health and hormone function cholesterol is produced by almost every cell in the body cholesterol is also nature's repair substance it's used to repair wounds including tears and irritations in the arteries doesn't sound bad to heart health if you ask me many important hormones as i mentioned are made of cholesterol including hormones that, that regulate mineral metabolism and blood sugar Hormones that help us deal with stress as well as sex hormones are made of cholesterol as well. As I already said, cholesterol is vital to the brain and the nervous system. It also plays a role in the utilization of serotonin, which is one of your feel-good hormones or feel-good chemicals in the body. The bile salts that are needed for the digestion of fats come from cholesterol and cholesterol actually is a powerful antioxidant that protects us against free radicals and therefore can help prevent against the body's need to form cancer and therefore it can protect against many other health problems in the body that are caused by inflammation and that are caused by damage to the cells. Also don't fall into the lies that meat is responsible or cow farts are responsible for CC. <laughs> 
You guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, also 33, very dark. Some very dark occultist numerology and gematria being used there. So, so don't fall for that lie. That's not doing any more to change the weather than these chemicals that are being sprayed in us or just the pure lies that are being told to us when it comes to all this nonsense. So I do believe that the carnivore diet has shown people the importance of eating meat. I take a vitamin every day. And all the health benefits that come from it. And that meat isn't this this artery-clogging, toxic food for everyone. Hope you didn't cut the fat off. Our ancestors have been eating meat for thousands of years. And I love meat. I love grass-fed, grass-finished beef. I love pasture-raised chicken, pasture-raised bacon. But... I have tried the carnivore diet at one point in the past when my digestive issues were at their worst prior to starting my whole healing journey. And to be honest, it didn't help at all. Here's why. It did mitigate the symptoms temporarily as long as I stuck to the leanest of meats and I basically I basically couldn't even digest those. But like there was a period of time where those of you who know me know I was only able to digest two foods so like this wasn't even me doing the carnivore diet purposely but like basically steak and eggs were the only things that were making me feel somewhat good for a period of time. That doesn't even make any sense! Prior to going on my healing journey, prior to doing all the detoxing from all the pharmaceuticals that I was given when I was in the hospitals back in 2014, etc, etc. You guys know the story. If not, you guys can check out my past videos where I talk about my whole health story. But here are some of the cons to the carnivore diet. So on the one hand, eating a ton of meat can be very heavy on your digestive system, especially when you're not adding any vegetables or any fruits to it as well, as many fruits will have enzymes that are going to help you to, to digest food better and the vegetables are going to have many of these micronutrients which are going to be beneficial and which are going to help to nourish the body and help to fill you up. They're going to have fiber to help you eliminate better because a lot of people when they do the carnivore diet, they end up not really going to the bathroom a whole lot and then their body builds up of toxins is going to increase which is going to lead to other health issues. And many people who go on the carnivore diet thinking that doing it is going to heal all their health issues often are mistaken. Oh then I was way off! And then they end up wondering why when all these people are telling them how healing it is and how amazing it is, why isn't it working for them? I'm going to be answering that more in detail in a little bit. Moreover, many of the ways that animals get killed out there for our meat consumption are unethical. Most of them are coming from factory farmed cows. Most of these cows are being fed unnatural diets. They're being fed corn and soy, which leads to them having digestive issues. Oh, it's disgusting! Many of the animals are being jabbed or were vacuumed and given tons of antibiotics. So they're going to be absorbing all these toxins into their systems. And then we're going to be eating that. And so we're not going to be getting the same nutrient quality. We're not going to be getting the same beneficial ratios of omega-3 to omega-6 fatty acids. We're not going to be getting the same levels of vitamins and minerals. Because non-organic, non-grass-fed, soy and corn-fed beef is not nearly as good for you as grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And you're going to be absorbing all those toxins from their feed into your body. And therefore it's going to be harder to digest. And it's not going to be is good for you. Of course you could have it once in a while. It doesn't mean like you can never have any non-organic products ever. And Monday Joe Wednesday no Joe <laughs> But in order to get the, f the full benefits of beef, chicken fish etc. You need to be eating them when they're ethically raised, when they're coming from their natural diets that are going to be best for their health because you're going to be consuming them and so you want to be eating them when they're at their strongest. Not when they're just made fatter unnecessarily You huge and beefed up, no pun intended, just as a way to please the consumer or to please the distributor. 
Moreover, if any of you have ever seen these cafos, they're disgusting. Cows are basically moving around in their own feces. As a result, they're not going to be as strong as they should be. They're not going to be living their own natural lives. And when you eat that, you're going to be absorbing that level of toxic lifestyle. And you're going to be absorbing those poor things into your own bodies. Moving right along, when you only eat meat and you're leaving out the other parts of the animal, such as the organs, such as the bones to make bone broth, when you're just having plain pure meat, you will end up severely malnourished, as many carnivores out like have actually experienced, and their energy levels dropped, their performance dropped in their whole lives, and they ended up not feeling good, which is why many former pure carnivores have started adding fruits, raw honey, raw milk, raw dairy back into their diets, as this way of making up for the lack of nutrients, and many of them also take organ supplements, which are very good for you, as long as you get them from a high quality source, or many of them are actually eating organ meats, which are extremely beneficial for you if you could stomach them there's so many vitamins in them they're chock full of nutrition and tons of benefits for you to sum up the carnivore diet it could be a semi good elimination diet very temporarily just to figure out what's going on but as a long-term solution I do not see it as that so the purely carnivore diet does not get my stamp of approval the modified carnivore diet with adding fruits organ meats raw honey raw dairy I would actually say that overall it's definitely a solid option but like it's still not fully beneficial so like I wouldn't give it my full stamp of approval but it definitely is a solid option for a lot of people and it's also way better than the standard American diet as any of these diets pretty much are and while I don't like the idea of unnecessarily restricting food groups or unnecessarily restricting foods when you don't have to the carnivore plus fruit plus honey plus raw dairy is going to be giving you most of your nutrients it might not be giving you a ton of fiber to help your system move more efficiently and to help move waste through you but for a lot of people I would say that that diet overall is very solid and it also could temporarily provide people with, with certain healing benefits. And if you do feel good on that, then roll with it. Yes. As long as you're getting enough nutrients, as long as your body feels good, as long as your energy levels are good, as long as your detoxification systems are moving efficiently, then who am I to tell you, stop doing what's working for you. And now we are on to the vegan diet. Let's get into some pros and cons of this diet. First off, I want to start by saying that I have no problem with anyone who adopts veganism because they care about animals. I fully respect that. If you're doing it for ethical reasons, then kudos to you. However, there are a lot of misconceptions when it comes to people eating animals that are raised properly and many of these vegan ways are actually bad for the planet as I'm going to get into. But I do respect people who stand up for what they believe in and so I'm not here to attack. I'm not here to attack any of you. I come in peace. But it is important for me to speak on what I believe in and speak on trying to help people become their best, healthiest, smartest, most knowledgeable selves and then you guys take this knowledge and you could use it. You could take what resonates with you. You could throw all of it away. If none of it does, this guy stinks! But I'm just trying to help the world become a better place and in doing so I want to help people and I want to give as many people the knowledge for these things that I've gained and also humans are a part of nature. We're part of our own environment, we're part of our own ecosystem. So therefore, we have to value our own health too. Many people out there have been falling for this trap of thinking that by humans thriving and succeeding by eating their natural ancestral diets, they're harming the environment. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. But humans have been eating animals since whenever this earth was formed. And also, don't animals eat other animals in nature? Am I mistaken when I see this? That's a side note. 
let's get back to the pros and cons of the vegan diet. Vegetables are great for providing you with micronutrients, with phytonutrients, and they can be great at helping to detoxify the system. Many plants and herbs are going to be super beneficial at detoxifying the system, whether it be the super greens, whether it be the cruciferous vegetables, when they're prepared the right way, as I'm going to get into in a little bit, coming from Weston A. Price's principles. So like many plants are actually going to contain things called anti-nutrients, which the plants are actually going to form these protective layers so that this way that they don't get eaten by predators. However, this doesn't mean that our bodies aren't meant to digest them because I believe all of our bodies are omnivorous, which means that we're able to eat both plants and animals. But in order to deactivate these anti-nutrients, we have to cook the vegetables properly. I do think that humans have been consuming foods with anti-nutrients in them for at least thousands of years, right? If not longer, uh, depending on how far back you want to count, you know, uh, our ancestors and into our species. And so I do think they are a natural part of a human diet to an extent. I do think that um, they are overeaten. They are eaten all year round when ancestrally they were probably mostly eaten during the fall and you know harvest time and all that kind of stuff. And even in traditional cultures, we see this shift. Once we see the shift from hunter-gatherer lifestyle to farming lifestyle, we see a decline in health happen. Today, people even you know consider them superfoods and sometimes eat them in massive doses <laughs> that they were never meant to be eaten. And I also think that traditional farming communities do prepare these foods in traditional ways using the proper preparation methods i was talking about with nuts seeds grains and legumes where they are soaking sprouting and fermenting and this lowers the amount of anti-nutrients in these foods now it doesn't completely take them away but it does get them considerably lower um, especially lectins and phytic acid and we have to keep our system strong and detoxifying so that this way we don't get backed up with these anti-nutrients that then lead to indigestion and lead to digestive issues which could lead to furthering health issues and this is also why most of the time when people have too many raw vegetables they end up super gassy they end up bloated they end up with all this indigestion because these anti-nutrients haven't been deactivated and these enzyme inhibitors haven't been deactivated and, and haven't been softened enough to the point where our bodies can digest them and break them down efficiently. And I will say also that a lot of people who have digestive issues have actually been eating too much fiber and have been eating too much of this insoluble fiber that their body can't break down and then they end up getting backed up. Vegetables, generally speaking, can be extremely healthy for you, can be extremely beneficial for you, but you also have to see what works for you because every person is different. And onto the cons of the vegan diet, many people have gone the route of eating processed foods, eating lab-grown meats, which are clearly messing with hormones and many of these vegan companies are actually putting chemicals and GMOs into the environment when they're growing these vegetables or when they're growing the ingredients that are going to be put into these fake meats and fake foods and so oftentimes they're no better or are no less impactful on the environment than animal products are. On the other hand, if you do eat a whole foods vegan diet full of fruits, vegetables that are prepared the right way, fermented foods, complete proteins, which is difficult to do because it's difficult to fully satisfy your body that way, but like it definitely can be done and I've seen it done before and I've seen vegans who are successfully thriving by eating a whole foods vegan diet or frugivores who are eating natural foods, then probably it will be better than the standard American diet once again, but like you're still most 
most likely going to run into some some level of nutrient deficiencies and it's going to be super hard to get enough protein to sustain your muscles as well as all the other functions that protein does in the body that protein synthesis accomplishes but i have heard stories of people who have been successful on this i don't know how beneficial that is like for the health of your bones for people who are trying to be their strongest selves but once again if it works for you i'm not here to tell you to stop doing what works for you Daddy. You don't do it right. However, to give that advice to every person doesn't make sense to me either. And also, monocropping. This is again addressed at vegans that believe we can feed humanity better and do less destruction if we eat less animal food. This is a false statement. This statement comes from vegans witnessing the horrific monocultures that are going on or monocropping that's going on and the horrific CAFO or the confinement animal farming operations that are going on this is what quote-unquote many of these environmentalists do on these farms is actually really bad for the earth as opposed to using regenerative agriculture and biodynamic agriculture which involves growing many different species of plants on the farm which involves having animals on the farm and raising them ethically raising them humanely giving them their natural diets using organic farming on the plants not spraying them with pesticides herbicides genetically modifying them giving them antibiotics spraying them with chemicals and so following the path of using regenerative agriculture and biodynamic farming and humanely raising animals and that's going to be what's best for the earth and that's going to be what's best for us as well because we are part of this earth aren't we and one more point i wanted to address i believe that we're all designed to be omnivorous because there are some nutrients out there that like you just can't get from fruits or vegetables and so what that tells me is that 99% of the time are meant to be getting some nutrition from animal products as well i'm not here to tell you what to do for you but I do believe that in order to be our healthiest, most complete selves, we do need some level of animal products, animal fats, in order to fully thrive. But once again, there are people out there who are able to thrive on totally whole food vegan diets and those who have a good relationship with their food. And if you're one of those people, kudos to you. Keep doing whatever's working for you. So now that I gave you basically my full-on overview of the pros and cons of each diet, now I'm going to draw some conclusions and I'm going to give you what I believe the best diet for you is. If you have digestive issues or if you have any type of severe health issues i don't think that either of these diets is going to get to the root of the problem as i said maybe they could be temporary symptom mitigators but like over time you're going to end up malnourished and you're not going to be correcting the actual health issues and you're not going to be fixing the root of the problem and chances are if you are unable to digest plants or meat slash animal products chances are you're dealing with some deeper health issues that need to be addressed in order to at the very least allow your body to be efficient at digesting those and breaking those down and detoxifying itself and so therefore by just cutting them out you're just going to be attacking and going after symptoms as opposed to healing from the root cause of the problem and now on to the ultimate question that everyone wants to know what diet should you be following I believe that every diet needs to be customized to you. Having said that, there are a set of principles that I strongly believe that work for everyone, which would be following the Weston A. Price principles. These principles, they're not restricting any natural foods, they're not cutting out any natural foods, but they're designed around food prep, deactivating anti-nutrients in plant foods. They're about sticking to your ancestral-based diet, which could be slightly different for everyone depending on where their ancestors came from. They're about fermenting foods. They're about getting probiotics. They're about eating high-quality animal products, humanely raised animals, 
They're about treating the land properly. And one of the issues when it comes to over-restricting or cutting out food groups as a whole is that you're going to be creating your own intolerances possibly and most likely you're going to be creating a bad relationship with your food. Which is going to lead to more stress and which is going to lead to more health issues. Because when you tell yourself that eating this is bad for you, when you tell yourself that eating this high quality natural food which humans have eaten for however many years is bad for you, you're going to be convincing your body to create health issues around that food and you're going to be telling your body that like you don't want to digest that food. And so if you ever do eat it or you ever do come in contact with it, you could be creating more issues around it. And while I believe strongly in having this foundational set of Western A price style principles, who, just to clarify, even though I believe I mentioned this in my last What I Eat in a Day video, he was a dentist when he was going on all these trips around the world. What he discovered was that when humans were sticking to their ancestral based diets, they weren't getting health issues, they weren't getting cavities. As, as soon as they adopted modern diets, and modern lifestyle factors, their health would go down spiraling and would change drastically for the worse. Ancestral food prep, ancestral ways of eating, and doing things the human way, the more natural way, is always going to be what's best for your health, and it's going to allow your body to assimilate the nutrients properly, and it's going to allow you to thrive and, and live as your highest selves. Of course, there's also more to health than just your diet food-wise, but I've spoken about that in other videos, and for the sake of this video, we're going to keep it to the food. We all need slightly different diets, even though we can all basically stick to the same set of of overall principles, but we all have different toxin exposure, we all have different different efficiencies of our, of our digestive system, we all have different activity levels, we all have different places where our ancestors came from, but what I believe strongly in is if you eat organic whole foods, you enjoy your foods, you eat them with good company or with good music, good podcasts to help you relax, if you make your food taste good, if you have a good relationship with eating that isn't based on over restriction of natural foods and foods that are perfectly natural for human consumption then eat what feels best for you eat what makes you the happiest as long as it's nourishing your body nourishing your mind giving you a good mood giving you high energy levels high performance levels and if you do that you'll be good to go listen to your own body more not focusing so much on what everyone online is telling you because if you do that you're gonna get confused and you might be unnecessarily restricting foods you might be creating bad relationships with foods. I mean, of course, there are people out there putting out incredible dietary information, and you can definitely take what resonates with you. Focus more on preparing foods properly. Focus more on food quality. You want to get the highest level of, of foods because that's going to mean the highest level of nutrition for you and your body. That's going to show yourself self-love, self-care. It's going to be showing yourself that you actually value your health. But, of course, there are people out there who are putting out great advice when it comes to nutrition. And you can definitely take what resonates with you, but ultimately, the ultimate deciding factor when it comes to what foods are going to be best for you and what overall diet's going to be best for you has to come from within you. It has to come from listening to your own body, from taking all these factors into account, because no one else is actually living inside your body, so no one can tell you what's going to be 100% best for you. There are definitely guiding principles out there that could be very beneficial. You could definitely listen to people's personal experiences with certain diets, with certain foods, but like ultimately, you still listen to your own body. Before I close things up, I wanted to add one more piece, which I found very interesting, which is something that, that Alex Zach recently posted to his Telegram page, 
And as you guys know, Alex Zach is one of my favorite podcasters and one of my favorite people who I look up to when it comes to holistic health and when it comes to everything that, that he's been doing to wake people up to the truth about a lot of these holistic health topics and also like, like a lot of like truth that's going on in the world topics. So anyways, I'm going to read you this excerpt now. He said, There are raw vegans who are certain their diet is the most appropriate for good health and longevity. What about the countless examples of those on carnivore diets that, that are thriving and healthy for years. There are carnivores who are certain their diet is the most appropriate for good health and longevity. What about the countless examples of raw vegans that are thriving and healthy for years? I see it all. I'm friends with people on all sides who are thriving and healthy. I know people who've been eating fruit almost exclusively for 10 plus years and are healthy. I know people who ate fruit exclusively for some time and became sick. They started eating meat and became healthier. I know people who've been eating meat almost exclusively for 10 plus years and are healthy. I know people who ate meat exclusively for some time and became sick. They started eating fruit and became healthier. What's the common denominator? Real food. And the other common denominators with the vibrant people I know on either side of the diet spectrum is that they spend plenty of time in nature, focus on their breath, move their bodies often, face their traumas, feel their emotions, manage stress, and live authentically. And lastly, and maybe one of the most important elements with these people I know, they are near certain that they are eating the appropriate diet for for vibrant health and longevity. What if their own beliefs surrounding their food of choice is impacting the way their body receives it? I eat primarily meat, much of it raw. I feel great when consistent. I've done it for two years now, but I cannot deny that I have friends who've been eating exclusively fruit for some time and are healthy. I believe it's important to eat locally as best you can, and I believe it's important to eat real food. And where I live, the most abundant real food is grass-fed, grass-finished, regeneratively raised beef. In my opinion, to pretend that human beings haven't been thriving on various diet types for years is totally disingenuous. Historically, human beings ate whatever they could source locally. For some that meant plenty of fruit, for some that meant plenty of fish, For some that meant plenty of root vegetables, for some that meant plenty of red meat, for some a mix of all. And irrespective of diet type slash location, the modern diseases we face weren't a problem. So maybe the issue isn't lack of meat or too much meat, lack of fruit or too much fruit. Maybe it's something else entirely. What is it? I think we all know, but we're so dogmatically entrenched in our diets that we can't see past our noses. So anyways, I thought that was like a very interesting perspective that I think all of us could benefit from, at the very least from hearing, so I want to share that with you guys, and I hope that that helps to close things up on this topic a little bit. Anyways, let me know your thoughts below, let me know what you guys think, let me know if you agree, disagree with with anything that I said in this video. I know that I'm probably going to get some hate from both sides of the aisle, but I'm cool with that because I'm just speaking what I believe to be the truth. I'm also speaking from personal experience, and I'm just trying to help people level up their knowledge, become their best, healthiest, strongest, strongest minded selves possible. And so, I love you guys, make sure to subscribe to the channel, be sure to drop a like, leave a comment, let me know what you guys think of this video, and I will catch you guys in the next video. Peace.